Uh, you win some, you lose three in a row. This is uh, from the Ukraine. My name is John. Uh, with me is uh, DCW. Hello. Uh, Michael. Good job it's not Sunday night. We've got work tomorrow or anything, isn't it? <laughs> and Jordy. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we've uh, just watched uh, Watford lose 3-2 uh, to Everton. Uh, away uh, at Goodson Park uh, where I don't think we've won for a very long time um, and it's an incredibly deflated uh, feeling that we have at the moment to say the least but overall though Mike mm. let's look at the first say 60 minutes how were Watford? Uh, before we crack on with that you say deflated I'm not deflated I'm aggravated angry annoyed uh, incredibly incredibly disappointed with the way that we had to work very, very hard to lose that game, as you alluded to, first 60 minutes, uh, or whatever it was, the tight, the so many injuries and stuff, it's hard to, to get a real time frame on what happened there. Um, but yeah, 55, 2 uh, 0, absolutely cruising, very, very similar to Chelsea away. We were doing what we want with the ball. Everton didn't know which way to look, the crowd on their back. Um, Watford had the ball on the string, seemingly scoring at will. And then, yeah, the, the mother of all, of all capitulations. Funnily enough, you asked the question, didn't you? We were, did, yeah. we were so comfortable, we were sort of throwing, sort of just spitballing conversations around and you were asking what's it going to take for, uh, for Gomez to get a rest or, or Carnesis. Is it Carnesis? That's where, yeah, he who, he who shall not be named <laughs> for a variety of reasons. What's it going to take for him to come in? And then obviously there was the, the Gomez injury. On he came, and another conversation we had was, oh, well, I hope it's not, not the same thing as, um, as when I was away at Villa a couple of years ago and Arlauskis came on for, for Gomez. Uh, it was an absolute liability, and uh, we managed to hang on and win that game. Exact opposite scoreline this time. Uh, the first thing he's had to do is stay in your goal, just be a goalkeeper. He's come rushing out. Like, it's a mistake, rush of blood to the head. It's his first competitive action for, for a long, long time. Uh, you know, mistakes happen. But, yeah, I would say that that moment has cost us the game I wouldn't say he's cost us the game necessarily because from that moment on and this is the really disappointing thing is the Watford players reaction to that the Watford defence absolutely just capitulated it was awful awful to watch David you purely put it down to Gomez just not being there not having that that figure I think it's yeah I think you know he our players are used to playing in front of Gomez Despite his reputation, we know we know that he is a reliable goalkeeper for the corner. You would you would imagine that he would have been coming out trying to clear out that all those players and getting a punch and getting a fist on on that ball. He, he does sometimes. I have seen him a few times this season come rushing out. So maybe he would have rushed out and, and, and not got there as well. But it was him rushing out. But also it was Holobas not doing. Yeah, you know, it, it was clearly it was the, the two of them quite not in sync. They're both Greek, aren't they? So they, yeah. they shouldn't have any excuse, really. Well, Latin's quite hard, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but it, it was a collective failure. It was an absolute yeah. collective mechanical breakdown yeah. of, the, of, the, of, the, of the defensive parts. It was just horrendous to watch. They were doing so many things so simply. And I think it's right to sort of break it down to look at who's at fault for the goals. I think that's fair enough. Um, we might as well do it now because I'm certainly not going to be watching it on Match of the Day later. <laughs> um, but the breakdown... In, it was almost as if they forgot how to play football in our own half. It was just bouncing off their shins. They were trying to take clearances too early. They couldn't string a pass together. And I think, yes, that was obviously comes from a lack of confidence in, in an unfamiliar face back there. But that, it, that isn't good enough for me. Um, I think there was just that massive, massive breakdown. The, the, uh, it's just a fa- it's a massive failure. But I want to forget, like, it, could, could, my, what I want, where I want to go next to DCW, Mike, was... Actually, is it just purely because of losing that one figurehead that those, was that the reason why it all fell apart? It was a massively contributing factor. 
because of the time that it happened. It was just after we got our second goal. Uh, I think if we, if you know, after you score a goal, you want to keep it tight, get you know, get the ball back, and you know, just keep it steady for the next five ten minutes. And we didn't do that. We let them back in the game. They're so low on confidence, Everton. If we had held out for five or ten minutes, I think we would have cruised this game easily. But they're so low on confidence. They got a goal at the right time. They're at home. They're desperate for a win, and it just got the place up. And there was a bit of confusion with the new goalkeeper. And generally. Defensively, we're not very good. No. Set another set piece goal that we conceded. We've conceded a number of those this season, you know, and it just all fell apart, didn't it? Jordy, uh, the, the the let's put the winning goal for them um, was, but that was just unfortunate. It was a it was a, a foul because he he took out um, Lennon, but Holabash just slipped. That's just unfortunate, isn't it? Am I trying to be too positive here? Yeah, and it was unfortunate that Holabash slipped. And it's unfortunate that you know he impeded Lennon uh, and, it, and fouled him, and, and we gave away a penalty. Um, probably what's more our own doing is that that meant that they could then win the game. Having been two 0 up, if we're looking for individual moments, obviously Gomez going off was a catalyst, but it was it was a penalty, you know, and we yeah. had, and we had one. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, what we can point the finger at the referee, which for me is very frustrating, because it's normally my easiest kind of well, if he had been fairer, if he'd given us that, you know, a drive fight, but the referee wasn't overtly in favour of Everton Everton weren't particularly good um, it was like watching a kind of a championship match for the first half at least where because we didn't have the sound on I thought the, the ball was ticking which is why everyone was giving it away so, so hurriedly uh, it, it, was, it was a pretty, a pretty dire game um, I've, got, I've got to come in Jordan. you say Everton weren't, weren't that great they were appalling they were abysmal and they, like I said, they didn't know which way it was up. They were absolutely, I'll very rarely say this about Watford because we've been there often enough and we know that <laughs> yeah, like the games of football times. are difficult and there's always an opposition. They didn't know which way was up. We, they literally didn't know what was happening. We had to work so incredibly hard to lose that game. It's almost, I'm, I'm in a state of shock that, that, we, that, that we lost it. Yeah. How we contrived to do that is hugely troubling and yet you have bad bits of luck and... Uh, but that's three games in a row we've lost, and you could argue that we shouldn't lost we shouldn't have lost a single one of them, mm. um, and that's worrying, and that's concerning. But also, it, it's, in some ways, right, so you say worrying, but it's also like positive it's because not positive well, at no, all, John. It, it, it's, it's not at all. No, 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 no. But there are. But if you said let's sort a few things out, it's not. We're not at this point in the season. We're about to have two weeks away, and we've lost ten games. It isn't like we're absolutely the pit of our performances. We are at a point now where we've lost three games for three really clear reasons. Really clear reasons. Yeah, we haven't been, uh, with three very different reasons. We haven't been good enough on, the, every, on each occasion. For what? A, a different uh, no, reason. We haven't been good enough in, a, in, in three varieties of ways. Yeah, but that's... That. OK, we're gonna, I'm going to do it. Let's talk about the positives of the game. <laughs> right, Richarlison, who gets a goal, finally gets his goal, but it, he was being the normal Richarlison. He was, and he is still our most potent threat going forward. Um, you, you could see, I, th I think, when he missed that chance in the first half when he went round Pickford, I think it was weighing quite heavy on his mind. He's obviously missed those chances against Chelsea, the quiet game against Stoke. But as soon as he got that goal, very, very well-taken goal, he was fizzing the ball around, he was beating players, he was making darting runs, he, was, he looked lively again, he had his spark back, and, and for the rest of the game, he, he, again, he seemed to be our, our best weapon. But I, I was saying to you during the game, we, we're relying far too heavily on him. 
at the moment, if he doesn't score or spark us into life, it doesn't come from anywhere else. And he's a 20-year-old Brazilian who's you know, just arrived in this country and he's done extremely, extremely well so far, better than anyone could have hoped for, really. But we need the other players to contribute and you know, bring something else to the table. Will Hughes got on the pitch. Positive, young players. No, I think I mentioned before it was a bit like a championship game and I thought it was quite nice that Everton had helped Will Hughes uh, acclimatise by, 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 by making it into a championship game. I thought he looked, he didn't look out of place, which on the back of the first half actually was faint praise, but he, but he didn't look out of place. He looked like he, could, he held his own and he, and he had a few good touches, a few bits of confidence. Um, and I think, I, think, I think, you know, to some players who take longer to come into the team, like Dukure, or Berghaus a few years ago kind of was out of the, you know my favourite players, <laughs> my nominations for for, um, for player of the season, um, and you kind of think well in Berghaus's instance it didn't work out, let helping him acclimatise, and in Dukure's case he's come he's turned into like a, a powerhouse off the back of not playing for not being exposed when he wasn't ready. Arguably, Carnesis <laughs> would have benefited from a longer break. Uh, I think Will, Will Hughes maybe getting up to scratch, getting you know, on the training pitch. He'd be looked like a good player. Do you think, though, out of all the choices that could have gone into that place, you know, he's, you know, Chalabar started in that position, um, followed by Pereira taking over, and Capu didn't do very well last week, so he, he's coming in. But it, it, that, I say that was, it, 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 it fitted in, and did it feel like? Was that a purposeful choice from Marco or was he just going with what was left? I think it's a bit of both. I think, you know, you look at the Everton team, I mean, half of them got to be in school tomorrow morning. <laughs> uh, so I think having younger players, you know, it helped Will Hughes a little bit. Acclimatise if you chuck him in against Chelsea or something like that, it's going to be difficult for him to make an impression. So, I mean, it was partly probably down to Pereira not being around, Dini not being around. Um, Okaka's stash of photos that he's got that uh, he refuses to hand over. Uh, you know, probably limited the amount of... And, and it, it was, uh, it was I, guess, I guess, one of the challenges we've got is that link between midfield and attack. Um, and I guess, you know, we have to start shuffling the different options we've got. You know, Carrillo, sometimes both hot and cold. You know, Richarlison, we know he's a great player. The problem is he's better than all the other Watford players, which is why he gets, um, instead of getting tackled before he gets a shot in, he gets a shot in and misses. <laughs> so he needs to get a little bit better where he gets a shot in and scores it. But that, but we need to try. And I think Will Hughes certainly didn't do himself any, um, we did himself some favours today because I don't think he, he looked out of place. I think, I think Hughes did really, really well. I think he grew into the game nicely. And to answer your point, I think, yeah, I think he's brought in, um, I thought Kapu fluffed his audition against Stoke. He didn't get us moving at all. He didn't get us ticking where um, Chalabar was a bit more forceful. Pereira's a bit more skillful. And we didn't get any, either of that from Kapu last week. And I think Will Hughes, slow start, I thought, but he really, really grew into the game and he gave us that forward momentum. So I was pleased. He'll be personally, obviously, devastated with the result, but I think he'll be pleased with his his performance and and just to go back to Richardson, I think we'd be uh, remiss of us not to mention the, how good that first goal was. He just mm. he sold a sold a dummy and then lovely little touch and and put it in. And I think Geordie makes a great point that he 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 said earlier said he's 0.5 better than every every other Watford player and he's getting himself into those situations more often than anyone else. Um, and therefore his mistakes look is it is these misses look but it's great that he's making the, getting into those situations. So I think great, from he's not missing any chances, is he? Because He's not doing it. He's not getting it. <laughs> no, well, let's go back to the... So I've been positive for, what, 30, 40 seconds there? Back to, <laughs> so we get a penalty in the last minute of the game and there's two strikers on the pitch. Mm. Why aren't one of those two taking it? Any ideas? The, the clear option and the Hollywood option was Carnesis to take it <laughs> and, 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 and to break the net. You know, and, and then, and then, and then from, the, from the centre, for us to get it, 
and then Akaka to score the winner. And we win 4-3. And there is a parallel universe where Watson didn't come on against Chelsea and we held out and then we beat Stoke and then we beat Everton. I won Euro Millions. You know? and, 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 and unfortunately, we're stuck here. Yeah, but, but it can only be, the only, only, only thing I can think of is that Cleverly's wearing the captain's bad, uh, bar, armband yeah. at that point. But you'd, I would never put him at the turn to your club in the last minute to, to get something from the game. You'd have to ask Marco Silva and the players about this. I hope and, someone and in that I'm pre-match sure. is. Maybe they, will, maybe they will, but you, you, you would like to think that there was a plan in place for if, who takes the penalties if Dean is not on the pitch. And they probably practice in training. Cleverly might bang him in every time. But when the pressure was on today, you know, 102 minutes on the clock or whatever it is against his old club, he fluffed his lines. And then some. A podcast made by Watford fans Fans. for Watford fans from the rookery end. Uh, Mike's surname is Parkin. He's a son called Arlo. Uh, And this is our feature, Michael Parkinson. It gives me great pleasure to welcome once again to Michael Parkinson, Arlo. Arlo, how are you? Um, bad. You're bad? Good, good. Good, good. I was worried for a minute there. Now listen, can you remember where you were on Friday night? I was at the wrestling. At the WWE, weren't you? So if you could sign one WWE wrestler from any time to play for Watford, who would it be? It would have to probably be Braun Strowman. Why would you choose Braun Strowman? Because he's big. Big and strong. All right, mate. Well, listen, thanks very much. As you know, Atley would be. He'd be Roman Reigns. Why would you choose Roman Reigns? Because he's very competitive. Very competitive. Excellent. Good answer. Thanks very much, Arlo. See you later. We're the Orns. You're the Orns. Mike, do we need to worry about Andre Gray? The goal, the goals for column for uh, Mr. Gray is looking decidedly thin, isn't it? But um, it's difficult. I think he does. I think he works incredibly hard, and I think the ghosted past he's looked too strong for the Everton defence on a on a number of occasions today. Um, he, he had a chance, didn't he? So I think he probably should have done better with it. And in, in the first half, one that flashed across, and he was visibly visibly peeved that he didn't make a, a better fist of that. Look, he's not in the top ten strikers in the Premier League, is he? Um, but I think he works hard. I think he's drags defenders around. I think he makes good runs, and I think other players benefit from it. Um, but I think the same goes for Troy as well. They both need to start scoring. You can't you can't progress in the Premier League if you haven't got goal scoring strikers, and we haven't at the moment. So um, the bare facts of the matter are lost, lost three in a row. Strikers aren't scoring. I don't think we need to be too clever about it. It's it's difficult. It's it's looking difficult. The the defence capitulated. Richarlison can't dig you out of a hole every time. I think it was back to his best today in terms of not he got knocked around the place and he he, he never went missing. Um, you know uh, we've only mentioned him briefly, but Carrillo, we've seen flashes from him. I quite like him. I think I'm glad we've got him in the squad. Well, I asked you, I asked you during the game because we always, I, I said I think the the slightly weaker uh, spots of our team at the moment are that right side um, on the right wing plus our strikers. And I asked you the question: Is Carrillo better? than Nord in Amrabat. I think he definitely is. Just but, check it. But I think he's, he's got a similar nasty habit of, of not delivering. Um, I, th- I did certainly think he's better, but um, I expect more from him on a game you know, like today. But I still fancied us, even after we've missed mm. the penalty with two or three minutes to go, <laughs> you still fancy some of those he guys... He's positive, to, Mike. Here he yeah, is. You, <laughs> sti- you still fancy some of those guys to conjure something up because they can do that. They get to the byline, they get balls in. Um, and, you know, there is talent in the squad. There is, you know, we... 
but we need to be a lot lot better and you know it's far too early to start questioning Marco Silva but against Hull uh, for Hull the decent impact when he came in and then they tailed off pretty and they you know they went down with a whimper ultimately didn't they now I'm not suggesting you know when anyone asked me how's it at Watford it's you know it's it's still positive everyone's still positive at Watford and I don't think anyone's going to be pointing any fingers at Marco Silva but what we will get now is a very very interesting couple of weeks months six weeks whatever where we see what A, he's like when he's up against it and B, what these players are like when they're up against it because they've showed us this afternoon they showed us against Stoke last week they didn't really fancy it when it was going to be difficult there and they've showed us this afternoon that they haven't got the composure uh, and I don't know whether it's talent or whether it's the mental um, but you would say that but you would say though there are, we have many games we've had this season where we've come back in the last minute and got points and got, got wins yeah so but when the going's good that's fine uh, but when the going gets that. tough, I mean, really, I know they cleverly missed the penalty, but the, the, the attacking yeah. play that led yeah. to that penalty was show that we were still in the game, we were still going, our heads didn't drop. Uh, your question about Andre Gray, it's an interesting one because strikers are hard to get; they're expensive. So you got, to, you know, and if someone's scoring goals, people don't want to sell them. So we've brought in Andre Gray, who, who, played, who did well for Burnley and in the lower leagues, and obviously Burnley generally play a more kind of um, traditional, as we say, uh, style <laughs> of football. You know, they've got they're kind of Ashley Barnes, um, Vokes, kind of Chris Wood now. They, they, and so, you know, Andre Gray probably walked around the training ground, thought, oh, I like this. Who's that? Oh, that Dean Ina Kaka over there. We'll play up front with them. That'd be good. I get loads of knockdowns. <laughs> and now he's like, Andre, up front in your own lad. You know, yeah. make it happen. And he's a bit like, well, this isn't, this isn't one I'm not, I've never played at this level before, if you like, other than with Burnley. And two, this isn't how I, this doesn't seem to be his strengths. So I'd be interested to look at how Andre Gray's done at previous clubs, lower down the table or down the leagues, and whether he played on his own. Because I think that my concern is that gap between the strikers and the midfield. They can make the strikers look rubbish if, if they're not getting chances. And it's not necessarily they're not making the effort. It's that the ball's just not there enough. And, you know, you can see, you know, go back to, to what happened halfway, you know, after, after Gomez went off. Just something invisible happened that gave Everton... The, the ball bounced their way yeah. and you know luck happens if you're a striker um, down to the effort you put in and if the ball's not coming up to Gray or the player's not passing to him or not reading his movement then he can look worse than he is so I haven't been overly impressed with him not just isn't a defence of him but I'm just worried that he doesn't fit the, the, the style that, that Marco sort of wants to play I've got a positive for you. Go on, go on. Yeah. Does that mean now that Everton might drop their interest in Marco Silva? <laughs> <laughs> All part of the master plan. <laughs> did it, that, did you see Scott OK, Duxbury, I'm prepared Scott to take Duxbury. the loss now. I'm prepared to take that if it means keeping Marco around. Scott Duxbury and Gino just rubbing their hands together at the top there and we'll go and win the next uh, 10 yeah. games to nil, obviously. Yeah. Well, on the plus side, it's nice to feel Watford again, isn't it? <laughs> It was all a bit weird, wasn't it? When really he last-minute winners and beating Arsenal. I mean, the annoying thing is you look back on those games and it's they're done, aren't they? You can't sort of bask in the what in the Arsenal game anymore. And we kind of we kind of wasted that that little present that we that we had ourselves. But you know, long way to go. But I think there's work to be done now. And um, feet weren't back on the ground after Chelsea and Stoke. They uh, they certainly are now. Let's be positive about this. We are ninth in the Premier League, uh, sort of stuck in between uh, a bunch of clubs doing fairly well for themselves. Burnley, Brighton, then us in ninth, Huddersfield, Newcastle, and then a bunch of teams that used to be good in the Premier League, uh, but aren't anymore, being Leicester, Southampton, Stoke, Everton, West Brom, Bournemouth, uh, followed with the bottom three. 
let's look back at the last the, these, these first couple of games. You've, we, it's hard, I know, after today's game. You've just got to be positive about it, and you've got to say this has been a good season so far. It's it, it, yes, maybe we were punching above where we should have been early on to get those you know, great wins to get our points up. Um, but now we've been tested in different ways as, as, a, as a team, as a squad, and having to learn from those bad experiences against Chelsea, against Stoke and against Everton to, to move on and have a, a good second half of the season. We definitely need a good second half of the season because you know, we've not been able to achieve that in the, in the two seasons we've been in the Premier League. Um, I think one of you were saying earlier, earlier on to me that we've, we've got roughly around the same points, have we, as we had this time last season? Absolutely, under, yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, you know... There were, there were positives in the first half of last season and it all went to pot as it did the year before. Um, I mean, I think the big, the big worry for me going, going forward is just the defence. You, you forget about it when you're winning games and you're winning games 3-2 and 2-1 you're scoring goals in the last minute. But really, for a, quite a long time now, across managers, we've not really had a settled defence. We've had a lot of centre-backs who've been in and out of the team. There's been a lot of injuries, there's been a lot of changing, which doesn't help things. But we, just, we aren't very good defensively. And, and that you can get by with being a, a great attacking team and outscoring teams but also it, it catches up with you look at those two teams who are above us in the table Burnley and Brighton the people on to the eye you'd say Watford are a better team they've got more exciting players but those two are very well organized and you know, they win games they, they would have ground result out probably today you know in, in, in more often than not and we don't really have that it seems to it's all or nothing with us we don't seem to at the moment be able to really grind it out and, and be stubborn and well organized if we need to be are we waiting for one good-looking chap to return, Michael? Your man crush? I don't think John Eustace is going to be so <laughs> making a return any a new man crush uh, anytime soon. Well, I mean, like Dave says, it's about consistency, though, isn't it? And so Seb coming back, and um, you know, Cavaselli looked like he took a nasty knock in the ribs, bread basket, kidneys, whatever. So we we didn't mention that, did we? Because he's he's been pretty imperious. I think his his Watford career has really sort of taken hold now, and you know, it looks like another injury, another another change we had to make today. So it was far from easy out there, but. Um, yeah, we just need to get settled, don't we? And uh, defensively, I think the way, like I said earlier on, the, the way that we sort of just shot ourselves in the foot after the confidence just, it reminded me of England-Iceland. Um, just, they couldn't, it just all, it just evaporated, just like that. Um, which was disappointing to see, because I think when they're on their game, they look great players. Holobas gets forward and, and poses questions, Cabaselli looks nice. Um, Looks like a car. Uh, looks like a, uh, what's his name? Looks like uh, Igalo, according to uh, <laughs> uh, some new program editors. But uh, yeah, look, I don't. I just think there's just big questions, big questions to be asked. And I, I think you're right to try and be positive because you know we've done all right. But for me, the gloss has really, really been taken off off, off the start of the season. Quite, you know, it's been tarnished three games in a row that we shouldn't have lost we should have te- we could, you could argue for having nine points out of those games we could have be- should have beaten Chelsea probably should have taken something from Stoke and there's no way on earth a team in control as Watford lose that game should lose that game today so I'm sorry I'm incredibly disappointed um, are you? I'm worried are you? And they've got a job to do. They've yeah. got a job to do. They cannot let that happen again. They've lost three games in three different ways. We need better. They should be better. We've got West Ham next, haven't we? Yeah. After the international break. And they'll probably have a new manager by the time we play them. Mm. Uh, so you, you would expect maybe that will give them a confidence boost. It'll be a big match for them, big occasion for them, kick-starting their season after Village goes, which I'm sure is going to happen in the next 24 hours or so. 
it's actually tricky. He'll be saying, he'll be saying, come on, come on, boss, we've got Watford next. Just let me have that. <laughs> let me have that. Those two topics is discussed. Uh, I guess what's most most important for me. One is um, obviously after three defeats and the manner of this defeat, you're obviously going to be a bit down. But look at West Ham. Okay, so yes, you can look at Brighton and the teams that are doing punching above their weight. But look at the teams that are, you know, the Palace. You know, the teams who are our equals until you know slightly better than us actually. If you look at Wembley matches recently, so you know it's not all doom and gloom. And the second thing is, I'll take. Losing to Chelsea the way we lost to Chelsea and losing to Stoke the way we lost to Stoke and losing to Everton if we're learning from it. Yeah. And what I didn't see today was any learning from last week because you know Stoke scored once and, and then turned into a professional football team to stop that us even getting a sniff of a chance. We were 2-0 up with half an hour to go and we didn't, we didn't have that nous. Now, I don't like to turn into Stoke, obviously. Um, and if anyone's parking a bus, it's Dave Unsworth. He seems to be. <laughs> I, I post, he looks like a coach driver, doesn't he? <laughs> With that V neck top and that tie, really, doesn't he? Really transparent, like stretched uh, jumper, bless you. You can see he's wearing a white shirt under it. And he's like, Come on, Dave. Come on, Dave. You know, I know you're not the popular manager yet, but dressed apart, you know. Um, but as long, I think as long as, we, as long as we learn from these, you know, because like, to Mike's point, we've lost three games for three different reasons. Fine, that happens. You know, we are a work in progress. You know, even our best players, like Richarlison, are a work in progress. But we have to progress, and that means not making the same mistakes repeatedly. And I don't want us to—I don't want to see us do that again. Either get, you know, make a bad a bad tactical decision where we give a game away against a team that is on paper much better than us, but not doing as well like Chelsea. Uh, Stoke again, a team that come just to park the bus. We don't just play one up front, lumping the ball up to Andre Gray, or whoever you know, or, or Dini or whoever. Um, when we got one up front, um, and today when we when we're tuning up. Doesn't matter whether we're playing against Barcelona or the Brazil 1970 side. We just, we just professional and we don't let them even get the first goal. As long as that, as long as you're not here again in a, you know, in a few months, going oh, man, we didn't learn from the Everton game or the Stoke game. I'll, I'll almost accept these three defeats. Will you, Michael? Yeah, no, I think. Oh, yeah, okay, good. Jordy's absolutely right. I mean, just, uh, just uh, thinking while while Jordy was talking there, and you, you're right. You know, we're we're Watford supporters. We know that. This season's never not going to be without its bumps, without its peaks and troughs. We've had, we've been lucky enough to have more peaks than the troughs so far. We're near, we're now in a trough. And Jordy said we've just got to go again and uh, and make sure they 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 are better as a result of it. Um, I'm not not necessarily as comfortable these days as comparing ourselves to other clubs sort of in and around us. We I think we ought to be focusing on on our development and our improvement. We've got the players, I think, and I think we've got the um, the ambition to. To, to, to benchmark ourselves higher than sort of Brighton and Huddersfield and, and things like that. So, you know, absolutely gutted. I'm really, really, really down after that. But, you know, West Ham in a couple of weeks. Uh, and we've got England on Friday. So we'll, uh, <laughs> if you compare us to England, we'll, uh, we, uh, we will beat us. So that'll cheer me up watching them. But um, just really down, just really disappointed with the, with the way that's happened. It's taken the gloss off the start of the season, but plenty of excitement's come, I'm sure. Uh, oh, thank you for listening to From the Rick End. Uh, do tell your friends, uh, do subscribe, uh, and do follow us on social media at Watford Podcast on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, on to a great second half of the season. Yes, Mike? Well, you keep saying second half. You haven't, you haven't done the first half. What do you mean? Half, well, second two thirds. <laughs> yeah, nicely done. Uh, yeah, but like I said, plenty more excitement to come. Um, but uh, yeah, let me, be, let me be grumpy for a little bit. Come on. <laughs> okay. I'll do the come on your ones then. <laughs> yeah. Come on your ones!